Welcome back, you pulchritudinous humans. It is me, Dr. Fez, bringing you another incredible episode of MedShield Movement Connect show. And we are going to be talking about skin cancer awareness with somebody who is very knowledgeable and is also going to help you understand how you can optimize your skin. Dr. CBC. Get ready to know what you don't know about being body brilliant. This is the MedShield Movement Connect show where we connect the dots between fitness, health, wellness, nutrition, and of course you. Hosted by me, Dr. Fezim Kize, and a special guest that we have every month, sharing knowledge, insights, and groundbreaking tips on how to get fitter, be stronger, and live healthier. Turn up the volume and listen close. Today you amplify. It's the MedShield Movement Connect show. Let's go. Thank you so much for sitting down with us, Dr. CBC. Thank you for having me, Fez. It is Skin Cancer Awareness Month, and we're hopefully going to be enlightening everybody at home a bit more about the things that they should look out for and things that they need to know. But could you tell me what mole mapping is before we even get into moles and, and cancers? Um, so mole mapping is actually the process of using photography mm -hmm. to actually monitor a mole okay, that you might be worried about or you're concerned that it can actually... Uh, transform into something that is no longer benign but uh, cancerous and we we don't really mole map every single dot on the body so you oh, need to yeah. know what is worrying because we base it on certain features that we see when we actually examine the mole and then we mop it so we map it using different devices so things like photo finder um, mole max so the dermatologists usually first have a device called a dermatoscope which we use to examine the mole mm. and then once you examine the mole if you feel there's a need to mole map that one then obviously it helps you to keep a record so that the next time the patient comes in you're able to see or recognize any changes that might have occurred okay that kind of makes sense i mean we are connecting the dots on the show i, I was trying to not make a joke of the fact that it's the Shield Movement Connect show and connecting dots, but I love that it's, it's more mapping. So you're wanting to know what the baseline is, what it looks like when you first saw it, and if it changes exactly. anywhere down the road. Exactly. So if I do see a mole, what are some of the things I kind of need to be looking out for that might trigger me to go, okay, this is something that might need me to see a health practitioner? Okay, so there's various things, but before we get into that, um, it's important to understand that you can get moles from birth, okay? And mm -hmm. then those usually are what we call benign or non-cancerous moles. Mm -hmm. Those usually don't really convert except if there are risk factors. So some people are at higher risk of getting skin cancers than other individuals. So people that are mostly at high risk are people who have a genetic perspective predisposition so yeah. if in the family there has been Some... a history of a skin cancer so those people obviously we would always if they've got many moles we'll always um, advise them that they need to obviously look out for any changes mm. then there are people who genetically are predisposed because of underlying medical conditions so for example uh, people who suffer from um, conditions like albinism, um, conditions like xeroderma pigmentosa, which is also a skin condition, as well as people who are immunosuppressed. So whether they're going uh, under therapy or for whatever reason they are on immunosuppressive drugs, those people are more likely to be at higher risk. 
So those people are, have to be more aware of mm. any changes in their bodies. And then you also need to understand that there are two types of cancers. There are the melanoma skin cancer mm -hmm. and then the non-melanoma. So mostly the mole mapping is for the melanoma skin cancers because firstly, they've got a lot of pigment and those are the ones that if they convert, the melanoma skin cancer is very aggressive. Mm. So we need to officially identify it early and then act accordingly. Then the non-melanoma cancers are the ones that arise from the keratinocytes in your body. So those ones, they usually, yes, they are cancerous, but to a certain extent, they, they can be locally destructive. So mm -hmm. like the basal cell carcinoma, which will only uh, destroy where it is and, and it, slowly, it, it slowly grows over years. And then there's the squamous cell carcinoma, which can be aggressive because that one has a potential to spread to other areas, so what you call metastasis. So mm. it has potential to spread, especially if it's in the head and neck uh, region. So people mm -hmm. end up needing grafts or needing really uh, flaps or big cuts, mm -hmm. okay? So people who've got risk factors, obviously we're we, we, we on to them, but um, we don't exclude anyone because skin cancer has no uh, color because um, a lot of the time, especially people of color, yeah. they think that they are immune, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, they're not unfortunately immune. As you would know, um, we, we do get, especially the melanoma, but we get a, a specific variant, which is called the acral lentiginous melanoma, mm. which commonly occurs in acral sites. So mostly it should be under the foot. So it commonly gets misdiagnosed because uh, people will think, oh, maybe I stepped on something or I got oh, injured, yeah. was injured by something. So it gets neglected. So by the time we find it, it's very late because remember I said melanoma skin cancers are Great. the aggressive yeah. types. But also now we are seeing a higher increase in non-melanoma skin cancers in people of color. Firstly, because of the new trend with skin lightness because you must know that melanin, which is the pigment in our skin, mm -hmm. is what is actually protecting us, okay? Mm -hmm. That's why certain race, races like the Caucasians, they're at higher risk because they lack the melanin. They don't have too much of the dark melanin, which is protective. So mm -hmm. firstly, we always recommend that everyone would use a sunscreen. And then the telltale signs. Firstly, if you've got anything that is worrying you or a healing, a non-healing sore or an ulcer, uh, make sure that you get it checked out, okay? Mm. Not everything is a mole or is a cancer, but uh, if you're not sure, it's safer Better to, to get somebody get, knows. Yeah. Uh, yes. Then when it comes to the melanoma skin lesions or when it comes to pigmented lesions, mm. let me say, we have a mnemonic that we use uh, called ABC. So the A is usually, is, if you look at the lesion, is it asymmetrical? So okay. A is for asymmetric. So if you look at it and you cut it in the middle, both sides should be equal. If they're not, then it's asymmetrical. So mm -hmm. that's a cause for concern. But having said that, there's a lot of lesions that can be asymmetric. That's why you need a, a trained eye to know what is um, correct and what is not. Is yes. Mm -hmm. Then we go to B. B is for border, so the outside of the, the mold, yeah. so the edges. So if the edges are irregular, you also worry, mm -hmm. okay? Then C is the color, okay? Remember I said A, B, C. Then yeah. C is for color. So if your mold 
um, has changed the color, C for color. And if your mole has various colors in one mole, then we worry as well. Mm. Okay, so usually you'll find the mole is uniform, it's all dark, and then all of a sudden it either has a halo, a white lesion or a white rim around mm -hmm. it, or it has a brown and now a dark, dark shade. Then we, we, we also get concerned, right? Sure. And then D, D we usually say it's uh, diameter. So the diameter, so usually we say if your mole is bigger than the edge of a, um, the rubber of a pencil, you know, we've got, we've yeah, got, yeah. yeah. So if it's Old bigger school, than that, when yes. pencils were used quite Yes, <laughs> exactly. Uh, if it's bigger than that, then we worry. Mm. And then E, we just say evolution, any change, anything that is changing mm. over time. And also uh, molds that occur for the first time in adulthood that were never there from birth, those mm. are also concerning. But having said that, yes, we've got the A, B, C, uh, D, E to help us, obviously, to see signs. Uh, humans don't read books, so that's why it's important that if there's anything worrying you, rather seek uh, protect. Um, so that's why we say if you've got anything that is worrying you, rather seek professional help mm. so that you, you, you at ease because obviously the professional will be able to say, okay, this is something to worry about or this, there's no need to, to be concerned over this one. Oh, I love that. And <laughs> the fact that you quoted that, I feel like every single medical school has that quote of, well, the human body doesn't read textbooks and you get all sorts of variations of normal. But I think those are very good things and especially that mnemonic because it's mm -hmm. so straightforward, A, B, C, D, and then of course E, to mm -hmm. think about when looking at some of the moles that you might have. Now you mm -hmm. talked about the sun, you talked about the fact that the sun has some sort of an effect when it comes to the skin. And I know I grew up, people were like, oh, well, if you're a person of color, ah, you don't need any sunscreen, you're fine. That's, mm -hmm. that's the universe's sunscreen on you. You're not going to get any sort of cancer. You're okay. Mm -hmm. But we know with the research that we have and the things you see clinically that that's not what actually happens. So if you were to recommend, because I see all sorts of sunscreens from SPF 20, 30, some people will be like, no, 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 20 is fine, just use 20. What would you recommend when it comes to sunscreen? And can you explain the concept of kind of SPF and UVA and UVB? Okay. Uh, so, yes, sun, uh, we love sun, it's good for us, yeah. but also sun is not good for us. <laughs> so um, the problem is with the UVA, uh, UV rays is that it's an accumulative um, damage mm -hmm. over the years. That's why the skin cancers they're not going to happen now. And also when you when you find some damage, it's way way back. So you'll find that kids never wore sunscreen. They got sunburned when they were young. But the cancers are actually going to only show up later in life, which is why we always say sunscreen, 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 because it's, it's an accumulative damage. So mm. we protect, we need to protect from an early age, right? Mm -hmm. So with the UV rays, we've got two most important ones. So we've got the UVA and the UVB. So the UVA is the one that's usually responsible for aging and the aging mm -hmm. changes. UVR. UVB then is the one that's mostly responsible for the skin cancers, right? So that's why we recommend that whenever you choose a sunscreen, firstly, 
you need to make sure it's broad, broad spectrum. So mm. broad spectrum means it protects you against both the A and the B, the UVA and the UVB, right? Yeah. Then the sun protecting factor, obviously that is, um, is a scientific thing, right? Mm -hmm. So it's very difficult for people to actually understand, okay, 30, 15, yeah, 20, right? Numbers, so yeah. usually to keep it simple, I usually say people must use a spectrum and obviously even evidence has proven that an SPF of 30 and above yeah. is sufficient, okay? Yeah. Nothing less. Um, uh, but having said that also, the that SPF was also, um, worked out based on the quantity of how much sunscreen you're also using. That's but also unfortunately, very true. half the time, yeah. none of us are yeah. using the correct amount because they talk about three-finger rules. <laughs> so I don't know who actually <laughs> uses the, fing the three-finger yeah. rule. Yeah. Okay, because like sometimes my patients come and I'm like, okay, you've got enough sunscreen. Yes, okay, I'm like, okay, when did you buy it? Oh, I bought it in, in January. And then it's like nine months later. Mm. And I'm thinking, if you're using the three-finger rule, it's definitely not, you're not using enough. Hence, they also emphasize that we need to reapply. But reapplication also has its um, restrictions because, I mean, during the day, how many of you or how many of us, um, myself work. included, uh, will stop and reapply my sunscreen? Okay, so it's almost impossible. So that's why I always try. At least if you're using, it's a good start. Mm. If you're using SPF 30, it's a, even a better start because the other excuse is that people say, oh, no, I'll use, I've got SPF in my, in in my, my moisturizer, moisturizer. That's and it's usually not enough, yep. you see. So that's why you have to use a sunscreen on its own, not in a moisturizer. Mm. If you are using a moisturizer that has sunscreen, good for you, but also top it up yeah. with that. And then the recommendation is that we reapply, especially if you are outdoors for the entire day, that we reapply every three to four hours. Um, it's not always easy, but um, we try. And also now with, with advances, there are more products now that are easy for application. You get ones that have... Uh, like makeup brushes or for the ladies so you can make top up your makeup with a sunscreen then there are the sprays especially for the kids when they're outside especially now we're coming to summer they're going to be outdoors in the pool so the sprays are usually very easy mm. for reapplication uh, i mean nobody's perfect and not everyone is going to follow the rules i even Myself as a dermatologist, I don't reapply every three to four hours, but at least try. And yeah. especially if you're going to be uh, outdoors. And then especially for the kids, because remember I say it's an accumulative uh, damage. damage. Yeah. So yeah. you find that one sunburn will actually increase your skin cancer risk by eight times. So that's why you need to make sure that kids don't get... Even adults, you shouldn't get sunburned because mm. that obviously you can see the extent when someone's skin is burned and it's got blisters and it's peeling. You can imagine the DNA damage that is happening yeah. underneath and that will only present mm. itself 10 years later yeah. as a skin cancer, you see. So that's yeah, why we must be proactive. just made me think of all the times... Because even the concept of skin, skin and kind of sunscreen was something I've only recently, maybe over the last two or three years, have kind of jumped on board with because I had the same mindset of just gung-ho. 
I was given this melanin and then this skin Exactly, and you know, black doesn't crack. Yeah, exactly. And, this, yeah, so and we I'm don't need sunscreen, we indoors. Because, I mean, the biggest yeah. excuse, my patients are like, no, but I'm working indoors. Mm. I'm, I, I'm not outside. I'm like, it's not good enough. Because, you know, science has also proven that even the damage, we get damage from the lights, from our computer screens. Mm -hmm. So... Now the sunscreens are even more advanced because they even protect against your, your visible light, yeah. you know, because there's been proven evidence that they actually do cause uh, damage, you know. Damage. And also now we're doing a lot of damage ourselves with the skin lightening products and everything else under the sun. So it's very important that we continue to educate and emphasize the importance of being proactive and preventing because prevention, obviously, we know is better than, than, the cure. than the cure itself. So if we're able to enlighten the nation. <laughs> I love that. Do you see that? Do you see, this, is, this is it. We get all of these little kind of puns when it comes to med school people. But if I had to go to somebody sitting at home and I want to give them general good advice for skin maintenance and to make sure that you are keeping your skin as well as it could. So clearly sunscreen. Mm. SPF 30 plus, these are things that you need to apply, especially if you're going to go outside, but also when you're sitting inside. But what are some of the other things that they can do when it comes to preventing the injury or the damage that can come from the UVs, but also optimizing as best as they can when it comes to skin health? Yeah, so with skin health especially and um, the skin cancer aspect of it, um, sunscreen alone is not enough, obviously. Mm. It also has to be about behavior. Behavior. So obviously we always emphasize um, wearing sun protective um, garments, so wide brimmed hats. We always emphasize that. You wear your glasses if you're outside in the sun, your mm. sunglasses because mm. they're protective. Um if you are high risk or you're going to be in the sun for long, then you, we, advise, we advise or we recommend that you, you wear protective clothing. So um, those things. And also to avoid the sun during the peak hours. So when it's very hot midday, so those are between 10 and 2 o'clock. It's known that the sun is at its... Uh, that's a zenith point. Maximum mm. point, mm. yes. Mm. So if you if if possible, if you can avoid playing outdoors at the time or doing any hectic sports during the time mm. where possible, we recommend that people obviously they go and do their things um outside those brackets, you sure. know, when the sun is a little bit cooler. So if you're a sports person, if you, you like your swimming, go in the morning or go in go the in evening. evening. You know, a few things that you modify in your day-to-day, -day, they go a long way yeah. because uh, if you're going to be uh, outside in midday, 12 o'clock when the sun is at its maximum, you know, obviously, mm -hmm. what's going to happen. Yep. So, you're going to yeah. get scorched. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so those things, um, they go a long way. Uh, behavior change goes mm. a long way. It plays a lot of way because um, we know the human nature, you can't, we're not consistent with routine and stuff like that. But yeah. if it's something that even our kids grow up knowing that, okay, I'm going to be out in the sun, I need my hats, I need my glasses. Mm. Uh, if I remember the sunscreen, put it you know, on, yeah. reapply. Yeah. Definitely. And if I like kind of asking this because I have a short attention span, I like to act like it's because people at home do. It's mostly for me. If you had to give me three kind of three or four, if you want, succinct things to do just in terms of skin 
moisturizing, I mean the protection I'm assuming, because I've heard there's a protection element, especially with the sunscreen, but if I wanted to make sure I'm giving or applying things that are going to be good for my skin, if you could kind of streamline it, especially because I find <coughs> us men tend to uh, not, not want to add too many other too many things, because I've seen people applying, there'll be like a snail serum and then an, <laughs> another serum at night, and then somebody will be like, nice cinnamide so serum. the dangers and, of social media. And yeah, trend. and then, and and then I also want to do my dance <laughs> with my thing, and then I put Vaseline to seal. Uh, slugging. The, yeah, that, that you see, I was like snail and a slug. And if, if you had to give it as if I'm going to do something in the morning and then at night, as succinctly as you possibly can. Oh, well, okay. So I like to say the best routine for anybody is the one that you as the individual are going to follow. Mm. Okay, because there's no point in me giving you a five to ten step routine and you just know that you are not a non-compliant yeah. person. Yeah, and yeah. so there's no point. So keep it simple. So if you know you are a simple person, keep it simple. And so I usually say if everyone has the basics, which are the sounds with the cleanser, obviously the cleanser, because most people tend to say, I don't, I don't need a cleanser. Mm. Um, so the cleanser, the basic, mm -hmm. the moisturizer, sure. and then sunscreen. I would say if you've got those three basics, that's a good start. Okay. And then with the moisturizers or the other things, so those we call target treatments. So they based on your concerns. So whether you're wanting to fight dark spots mm -hmm. or you're wanting to fight acne or your concern is focusing on anti-aging, try to look for products or that multitask that will have... Uh, more than one ingredient so mm. that you're targeting a lot of things. So if you look for a, a moisturizer or a serum, I'd rather have a moisturizer and a serum that, yes, will focus on anti-aging, will also help your dark spot at the same time, mm. as well as uh, help with whatever other concern that you have. Sure. Instead of having thousand products or uh, bottles there uh, because serum, serum yeah. like 10 serums and you don't use them so if it's simple you're more likely to actually follow the, that routine so um as a just a start off so i usually say if during the day people have a, uh, the basic three and then they've got an antioxidant which mm -hmm. is protecting because uh you know the oxidative Oxidate. stress yeah, yeah so an antioxidant the most common one is um, vitamin C, so then your day routine is done. That's mm -hmm. it. Uh, but having said that, also vitamin Cs are not the same. They're not equal. So I know there's a lot on the market which just becomes even more confusing for the people because some work, some don't work, but that's a story for another day. So, <laughs> and then in the evening, uh, if you've got still your, your, your three Clean, steps, then you have something that is targeting the one thing that will target a lot of things uh, unless you've got sensitive skin um, obviously you won't use without supervision is a retinoid mm. so if you've just got that a retinoid uh the the benefits of that it's anti-aging it promotes um cell renewal so it helps with wrinkles it helps with dark spots it helps with acne so it's a multitasker that's mm. why i'm saying look for things that have multitasks because otherwise you end up having that the people want exfoliators they want the serum, so they the want tone, hydronic acid, the, they want to tone, yeah. they want to scrub. And then in essence, they end up actually stripping their skin and causing more problems because they're just using 
too many things. Mm. And, and, and I mean, I see it every day. People come with a bag full of products. And the, the bad thing about humans is also impatient. So they start a product, uh, they don't see a result in 10 days, then they go on to the next. Then there's another one that an influencer is promoting, then, then they're on to that. <laughs> so we, we must stay away from keeping up with trends because they're also not good for us in the long run. Okay, yes, social media has its, has its good benefits where obviously people can learn and be knowledgeable, but it also has its downside. So people need to be able to decipher good and bad. Thank you so much. Uh, that just means that I was correct in saying things need to be simple. Because exactly. um, <laughs> I'm, I'm wise, I'm sage-like. Dr. Sidizi, thank you so much for sitting down with us. Uh, clearly, nuggets upon nuggets. We are a bit more aware of the things that we can do to make sure that we prevent skin cancer, but also more importantly, not just looking at negative things, but optimizing your skin's health is very important. It's another, it's another episode. I know they just, they happen and then all of a sudden you're like, ah, oh, but I did throw in the fact that I connected dots on the Medshield Movement Connect show because, and the moment, rewatch it, I think it was really good, but hey, if you didn't like this one, maybe you'll watch another episode and like one of my other puns, but a lot of knowledge. <laughs> we liked that one. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that part. <laughs> Keep that part. MedShield Medical Scheme offers a menu of benefit plans that are tailored to cover your medical needs as you navigate through life. Visit www.medshield.co.za to get a quote.